Hello and welcome to the first episode of what should hopefully be many of the Britbox Brits and we came up with the idea of this podcast with the intention of well sending some light on a streaming service that both me and Mel love and have been subscribed to as early as we possibly could be. Yep, hello everyone, I'm Mel and I was uh, even earlier than John in the beta testing because it appeared on my TV first, I guess, um, of Brickbox all that way back um, for a free month and loved it then and, and I can't see why now because it's so much better now yeah yeah exactly so we enjoy it both very much but we find that online and other places it's looked down a lot Britbox UK is looked down a lot over here because well the BBC itself is much maligned in the UK because they're connected to the highly unpopular TV license. Yes. And, not really correctly, Britbox is connected in many people's minds to that TV license. So people see it as a scam or a waste of money. My argument has always been, though, you pay for Netflix or Amazon Prime or another streaming service and you get BBC programmes in there that you may watch. So I don't understand the the whole thing, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've never really understood that either. Uh, I mean, we all pay for BBC programmes more than once at some point in our lives, even before streaming services existed. I mean, the BBC have sold VHS tapes and DVDs for decades and decades. Yep. And people had no problem with buying those. They now obviously sell um, Doctor Who every year, even on Blu-ray. I think that's about £30 if you want this series season so and let's be honest i think it's even more than that if you buy these things digitally yes of course so yeah there's at least there's at least one argument where you could say now maybe this is me being a bit too generous but you could say that Paying only five ninety nine a month for yes, admittedly somewhat of a rotating archive. Yes. But still a growing one and one that's very large. I believe there's about four hundred plus titles on there now, probably approaching five hundred at this point. I mean, if you were to try and buy those on DVD or through Apple iPad or something like that, it costs you hundreds and hundreds, if not 
thousands and thousands of pounds. Yes. Five ninety nine is is a very little um fork out in in my opinion for all that. Don't be just sat there if you want it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, as much as we fully admit to being major fans, that's not to say we're not blind. No, we're like, not. The, the service was, was Oh, it far. was patchy, very patchy in the beginning. Yeah, I can say from my personal experience, and I'm sure you had a similar experience yourself, that there were issues, plenty of them. Yes. You should, you either struggled to watch things entirely or would get through something halfway and then it'd cut out. There were all those kinds of issues. But they've much improved it now and it runs, I would say, if you've got good internet, smoothly. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree there. I, I can genuinely watch a good... Well, you could watch a good four or five episodes all in one evening and not have a single issue now, I think. Um, which I'd say is pretty good and about as good as you'd get with something like Netflix. Yes. Because, I mean, that's something that has to be said. All streaming services have issues. They all have hiccups at some point. Uh, just because um, Netflix spends a heck of a lot more of its budget on things like the user interface and what have you, doesn't mean that Netflix is as flawless as some people like to think it is. Me personally, I go to Netflix every every couple of days, Brickbox every day, Amazon Prime once or twice a week. Yeah. And I play and, it. I play it every day, but then I'm watching something on iPlayer right now. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I'd say I'm similar, although I probably watch Netflix even less than you do. It's I only because I am in the middle of something that's on no other service, but that's what I mean. I, I generally put BritBox on if I just want, like, you know, some... Yeah, yeah, I understand. If if you want something that's... Well, let's be honest, I mean, BritBox, especially in the last six months or so, maybe a bit further out than that even, has, um, th- they've really started to focus on things that make them stand out. Yes. Rather than just... Because they, they, be, they began with quite a lot that could be found on Netflix and iPlayer and yeah. things like that. And even if they were understandably there because they were bigger names or there were things that it would probably seem odd if they didn't at least have them on there at launch. You found over time that a lot of, say... Well, to give a recent example, they had French and Saunders on there before series of the sketch show at launch. And that's one now, roughly a year and a bit into 
the service's existence where they've let it leave. And I believe other examples were Top Gear. That was one where they've let it leave because it's available on iPlayer. Yes. And most people who want to watch it will watch it there because it's generally speaking free. Yes. I mean, there's that argument again because you're paying the TV license, but it's free in the sense that you don't get charged on iPlayer to watch it. Yeah, you don't get charged an extra to your TV license to watch it. No, exactly. So, And, of course, it's far more accessible to people than Britbox is at the moment. Yes. I was yeah. lucky, really, that we, ha- we both had smart TV that would... Uh, Allow us early, very early access to Brickbox. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's now so, on, you know, Amazon and things like that, but it wasn't. Oh, no. Early on, I believe there was only a couple of TV makes that it actually showed up on. I mean, and there's still a little bit of understandable discontent about the amount of device it's on, it's on now. But that was an even smaller pool back in late 2019 because it was untested and not entirely believed in either. No, I don't particularly think the BBC or ITV had that to bigger hopes either at the time. Ah, to this day, I'm still not entirely sure that the BBC are fully behind it. But then I'm not even sure if they're allowed to be fully behind it. I think they're focusing on iPlayer a lot now. Yeah, yeah. Because they know they're not going to get new content. Because for those of you who don't know, that are not in England, we're in lockdown number three uh, due to coronavirus. So they're focusing on putting American box sets on there, I've noticed. Which, in a strange way... Feels a bit odd for the BBC. <laughs> yeah. But then I suppose it is much more of a global presence now. So maybe that isn't so much of a surprise. But it just feels strange as someone who's grown up with the BBC. And after all, it has British in the name. Yes. You tend to think of it over here as a very British institution. But even, say, back in, like, the 90s, they did get the American shows. We obviously had Simpsons uh, back then and Fresh Prince and stuff, so... Yes, yes, that that's very true, yeah. There, um, that was very much the case, yeah. The BBC have always been open to... Um, they've always been open to bringing in things outside of the UK. I suppose a big one very early on for us would have probably been Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. But I feel like we've we've digressed from our intentions (laughs) quite a bit here. Um, So yeah, let's get back to more recent times now that we've discussed our viewpoints and history for lack of a better word with Britbox UK and let's get to well today 
because as it turns out, we decided actually a bit ahead of time that we were going to record our first episode today. But as it happened, that ended up being a very big day as far as content goes. We knew it was a content drop day. We didn't know how big of a content drop day it was until this morning. Yeah, exactly, because Thursdays, they always had something. Um, On slow days, it can be a small handful of things. But then on other Thursdays, they can go absolutely crazy. Like this one. Yeah, and, and I have to say, to be fair, I think they may be getting a little bit more robust in general on Thursdays than they used to. But who knows if that will stick. It seems I think they've had more. a lot more um, subscriptions because of lockdown one, two, and now three. Especially because yeah. today was kids. I bet a lot of parents have got today. Yeah, yeah, Um. I'm sure you're right, actually. I'm, I'm sure that did have at least something to do with it, yeah. And which, of course, brings us to what was the big focal point, well, generally speaking, for many of today. And that was the major expansion of the kids' television collection that Breakbox houses. And I believe the official term they use for it is the rather sneaky name Old School TV. Yes. Which it only recently dawned on me is a bit of a play on words because it's not old school in the sense of you think of it. It's old school television. It's old school television. Yes, stuff that was on when you left uh, school and went home. Yeah, and that only recently dawned on me because I always thought it was an oddly vague title for something that was about children's television. But yeah, that's why, because it's school television. So yeah, today we got far more than we expected because thanks to the monthly highlights that get put out as a press release usually now about the middle of the previous month we knew that we were going to get some episodes of various shows and and from the past we expected that to just be one episode of every show mentioned in that press release. Yes. Unless it specifically said, like, you know, episodes. Yeah. So, we checked this morning and were surprised to see that they've actually gone to the point of either completely finishing off shows so that every episode is available or at least added a couple of series to brand new shows. In fact, let me look here. I have the complete list for 
the kids' television collection expansion today. And it really was a lot more robust than we were expecting. So let's go through this here because it's quite long. So I'll try and stay brief. We have The Borrowers, 1992, from the BBC. And we got every episode of that across two series. It was apparently, they were both miniseries. And technically, they had separate names, from what I've read. There was The Borrowers and The Borrowers Return, or Returns. Can't quite be sure which. But yeah, they basically go under the same heading here. And then we have the rather bizarre Cat Weasel, which the first time, I don't know about you, but the first time I even heard of this show <laughs> was when Britbox started. I think it was when the kids' collection first appeared. I'm yet to... Oh, I think I've lost my sound. Oh, no. No, I can still hear you. Okay. Me? No, I... um. I haven't. Well, you you mentioned Catways. I haven't seen any um, of it yet, but um, it was, I don't think uh, had you even heard of it. Before no, it no. And then I believe it was back in March. Yes, they, they put some on. Some, I think it was on in one episode, even. Yeah. Right. So now we have the entire series. Well, All right. The entire two series, yeah. Um, and that that's an odd one, because like I said, I had no idea what it was. Apparently it's very well liked, because it was very highly requested in the circles we frequent on the internet. Yeah. And now people have got it, so I wonder if it'll actually get watched. Or not, I think more. you obviously can request programmes directly to BritBox, and if they can get them, and they get enough interest, then... The tend to. Well, let's hope people actually watch it then. Yeah. And then, of course, the big one for you, next on the list, was 1996's The Demon Headmaster, which, even when we just expected this to be one episode, I know that you really were happy to see this appear. Yes, I was, because... um... I was trying to find it all over the place and I couldn't find it. I couldn't buy it. I couldn't do anything. So I was thought... about to say, because I know you'd said to me in the past that you tried to find it and I just assumed you meant on places like YouTube or whatever. Yes, it was YouTube, but I did try looking to buy it as well. And I was, Yeah, and I was about to say, I assumed oh, you just meant you were trying to find it for free because... Understandably, you didn't want to pay a lot of money if it's on the UMA and they watch once or whatever. But are you saying that it's not even easy to buy? No, it's not, it's not as far as I know, unless it's suddenly gone on somewhere. But when I last looked, which would have been about a year ago, um, no. Oh. I think um, I think maybe it was expensive at the time, like. It may even be a situation where it was released 
at some point. Maybe VHS. Yeah, and if it did get a DVD release, maybe it was one where it was only available for a period of time, didn't sell well and they stopped printing it. Yeah. It could be that kind of situation. So that when you look now, it just doesn't It says that um, if you look now, apparently you can get it for £20 on Amazon. But honestly, underneath that, it does say VHS tape. So I wonder. Yeah. Oh, so you're not even sure if it's a... Are you saying it's £20 for a DVD as far as... Uh, a DVD, yeah. And then underneath it says VHS and there's another um, DVD version of it that is currently unavailable. So I wonder if when I was looking it just wasn't there. Ah, that that would make sense. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. But either way, I mean, I it just goes to show you... I wanted a bit of nostalgia, like a couple of episodes um, at the time. Yeah, yeah, now you've got all of them, so. No, well, I'm going to definitely, we're going we're gonna to binge that a little, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't blame you. I mean, you've, before Britbox even existed, you have mentioned the demon headmaster to me in the past. So I, I know how much it meant to you. It was just something I remember coming in from school and then, you know, your parents would give you your food and whatever and you'd sit down and it'd be one of the things that was on. You know, there'd be some silly game show on and, and then you'd get your demon headmaster and it felt a bit more grown up. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's strange, isn't it, just how certain shows, you remember them. Yes. I mean, and maybe even build them up a bit more in your head than they actually were. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fully expecting to watch it and be like, "Well, this is good at all, but um, it's not fantastic." Why did the, Why did everyone say when are they going to put Demon Headmaster on? I mean, it's one of those things that you you don't know until you watch it. If you're going to watch it. And you're going to realise it's just a slightly grumpy-looking man staring at children. Yes. But, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> my husband compared it to the Sarah Jane Chronicles, that sort of programme. Yeah, I can see that, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, I can... Just comparing the two in my head, yeah, I can see a very similar tone. And I've nothing wrong with watching Sarah Jane, so... I'm kind, of, I'm kind of surprised that hasn't appeared on Britbox. I am, because they've got a lot of uh, Doctor Who around. But then I guess it is a bit more linked to the modern Doctor Who. Yes. And, and they haven't... Britbox haven't even sniffed modern Doctor Who, so... No. Who knows what we're going to... When we're going to get to that, I should say, if we ever do. Okay, so next, now that we've gone down memory lane, we have King Roller, <laughs> which, as much as I know it's a genuine show, and I believe I've seen it at some point, um, which is from 1980, by the way, 
I have to admit, it does just sound like a very large sweet. I watched it today with my son. Uh, he doesn't like it. He does, however, like another title on the list done by the same people. Yeah, I, I always thought King Roller was a bit weird compared to Mr. Ben. And yeah. I, say, I say that knowing full well that Mr. Ben is effectively on an acid trip. Yes. Yeah, um, so yeah, King Roller from 1980, and that's all 13 episodes. Which is another thing you forget about shows really early on back then. There weren't that many episodes, it just seemed to run forever. Yeah, because they just repeated them for 10 years, that's why. Yeah. That's why we we know them, because King Roller aired in 1980. We weren't born until 1984. And I remember watching them when I was about five or six. So, yeah. They've been around a long time. And so, again, moving on, we have another fairly big name that I know quite a lot of people were asking for. And I don't even think a lot of people thought it was possible because I believe it's another one that's fairly hard to buy. And that's Maine Marion and her merry men. Yeah, I remember watching that as a child as well. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Um, but it's one of those shows where, because by the way, um, we got the first two series of that today, and they were four in total. And I could have sworn for all these years there were more than four series because again it felt like another show that just went on for years but i'm sure the likelihood is they just repeated it well Um, i won't have caught it when it aired in 89 because i'll have been a baby well you may have seen it but you wouldn't have remembered (laughs) yeah um so but yeah we so i guess that's a lot older than I thought it was, and there weren't as many episodes as I thought there were either. I did think there were only four se- series myself, but I, I remember watching it later, much later. Yeah. I suppose it is one of those shows that was kind of timeless, though. Yeah. Because it wasn't set in present day anyway. No, exactly, so they could just show it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and you didn't really realise that it was old. No. Okay, now we have the show that you referenced a few minutes ago, and that's Mr. Ben. Yes, my son loves it. Which, as you quite rightly pointed out, is made by the same people as King Rolla. It's got the same voiceover and everything. Though it aired nine years earlier. Thinking Roller, and until I saw that day, because I always do a bit of research on these shows, um, just so I know what I'm talking about to some level, I, I had no idea that Mr. Ben was so old. I had no idea it was early as 1971. You didn't? No, no, I, I didn't. Because I suppose, again, it was shown when we were small. 
Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't think it was overly modern, but again, it was hard to tell anyway as well because it's very, very basic animation. Yes. I mean, the, the only parts that move are the legs. And yes. The, and there's about two frames of animation in the legs. I happened to notice earlier on an episode, just as a funny aside, there was a dog that had three legs. Um, like, so at the front and only two of them moving. Yeah. It's bizarre. Oh, uh, I wonder if someone <laughs> even realised slightly awkwardness of but yeah, yeah, it is a strange show when you look back on it. Bramwell, yeah. Bramwell seems to love it, but then he's he's a, a fourteen month old, so yeah. I mean, when you're that age, there's no accounting for taste either way. He just stood there like in complete amazement at it, and I'm like, okay. I have to admit. Even when I watched it as a very little kid, I think it confused me more than interested me. Yeah. Uh, well, all I know about it is that one time when Neil was meant to be recording Mr. Bean, he recorded Mr. Ben. Um, so we watched that as a, as a youngster. So that would have been the 90s, possibly. It's ironic now. On Britbox, that when you start searching for Mr. Ben, it'll also come up with Mr. Bean initially. <laughs> so, yeah, it's an easy mistake to make, even in the streaming age, apparently. Right then, so next, because like I said, this is a surprisingly long list, and this is only the kids' TV, we've got plenty to look at, yeah. Um, we have Press Gang. Which... Yay! Sorry, but I waited a year for more, more series of that show. Well, yeah, nearly a year, because yeah. like you said, it was March, and we only got the first series. Yeah. And that was one of the bigger uploads back then, because most of them were only one episode. Yeah, I think Children's Ward and Press Gang were the biggest then. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, yeah, but now, now we got the full five series, which was a, a very significant expansion. Yeah, I'm looking forward to just starting again with that and, and watching all five. Just reading the description, and I had no clue about this until I've just read it, but apparently it was BAFTA winning. Whoa, did it? Yeah. But then... I believe it did launch a couple of careers. Yes. If I remember. Stephen Moffat being one of them, I think. Yeah. It was one of his big hits before he started doing more adult programming. Again, that's it. Well, no, I was going to say a bit earlier than I, I thought, but maybe not because 1989, and I, I can vaguely remember watching it at the time, I think. So I'd never seen it. Uh, husband was in love with the main woman who is Julia Sawala um, so he said watch Prescott so I did and I like it now so really happy to have the rest of it yeah yeah I'm, if nothing else oh by I'm the just... way he was in love with her when he was like a teenager not, not now I'm glad you clarified <laughs> that because 
for a moment there, I thought you were sat watching press gang while he drove. No. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, I, either way, I'm just happy to see the full thing expanded. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm glad when the series does well, I'm glad when they listen and add to the series. Yeah, yeah, it's de- definitely one of the better decisions to complete that, I have to say, because it's it's one of the least kiddified kid shows. Yeah, yeah, it's very... You would have felt very grown-up watching that, I'd, I'd imagine, as a, as a child. Which, to be fair, I think would probably have been Stephen Moffat's MO anyway, because he doesn't seem like the kind of person who would... <sighs> Talk down to children, and I'm guessing a lot of schools had uh, newsletters or whatever as did. Yeah, yeah, I was the editor in chief for a little while. Of ours, I should point out we were at the same school. Yeah, not that we were at different schools, and I just popped into I did their <laughs> newsletter. Um, so yeah, this now next we have. A slightly weird one because we have rent a ghost. Oh, now this, this, this um always makes me laugh because Sean calls it rent a gob because it stars um I think she's called Sue Nichols in real life, but you'll know her as Audrey Roberts from Corrie, or at least I do. Um, so yeah, he calls it rent a gob because of um Sue Nichols. Slightly odd, but well, the show itself is slightly odd. It's odd that they've put season, season, I'm so American, series nine on there. Which, which is the last series. Where's there. one to eight gone? <laughs> yeah, maybe nine is all they could get. If it does well, I'm sure they'll, they'll add though again. I mean, I doubt it really matters because I doubt they were that connected. No. So. Um, I think they're probably quite standalone things. What most kids' television is, mm. I think it would be so to say. And um, and then we have another, I would say, worthwhile and perhaps overdue addition here because I'm sure you had no idea what this was until perhaps you read the description. But we have the Secret Service from 1969. Yeah, I saw that pop up today. Which is the full 13 episode series. And that is actually another one of the um, the Jerry Anderson resume, as in the creator of Thunderbirds. Yeah. And Stingray, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Well, get to next, in fact. Um, but yeah, so this was another good one because we're very steadily here getting to the point where we have close to, not quite there yet, but we're getting close to having the entirety of Jerry Anderson's puppetry work available on Breadbox. I think that's a big draw for a lot of parents. A lot of kids are still into Thunderbirds now. Yeah, they had a big. It had a big. Um, I wonder if that's just a coincidence because that'd be about thirty years since there was another big uptick in the nineties. Well, yes. it wasn't. 
because that's when they did the whole creating Tracy Island on Blue Peak. Yeah, we watched that the other day. Uh, just for curiosity's sake, Anthea Turner making Tracy Island. Yeah. What a coincidence that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You're right, though. I think Thunderbirds has had quite a Well, I know my brother. He is two. Uh, he absolutely loves uh, Thunderbirds. And actually, I made my dad uh, get him a subscription to BritBox to watch it because he loves it. I'm sure he must be very happy then because I'm sure he's wandered into the other shows at this point. Yeah, I think he's watched a lot of the kids' shows, yeah. So, yeah, and next, as I said, we'd talk about it. Stingray, which was originally on Britbox since back in March, but only in its pilot form. Yeah. Now, Stingray, from 1964, which I believe is one of the first, if not, I think it predates Thunderbirds, Stingray. Yes, it does. So I think it is the first of the Jerry Anderson super marionation puppets, as they were called. Mm. Believe it or not, that is actually a trademark term. It described the technology used. I think it's very, very good for the time. Very, very good. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, as it went along, I think... The technology showed its age? Yes. Like, I'd have to check, but I think, funnily enough, the Secret Service was one of the last, if not the last, shows they did with those kind of puppets. Jerry Anderson, anyway. Yeah. And he's also the one that's seen as the biggest flop. Oh, I'll have to watch some. I've not seen um, any. Well, that's probably why you'd never heard of the Secret Service mm. on Stingray, because I don't think it did well. And I think they moved on mostly from there. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. And next we have Cots TV. Uh, oh, dear. I found this interesting, because there's a website I use that helps me figure out what's added. It helps me write these lists. And that also includes um, ratings for the shows, say, from, like, IMDb and what have you. Yeah. And TOTS TV seems to be rather despised, from what I can tell, (laughs) because... Every site that it gets a rating from has it at two and a half stars out of five or less. I mean, I think they're just a bit creepy. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I watched it as a youngster and I think I was creeped out when I was young. See, it's strange, isn't it? Because they're not too far away from Rosie and Jim. No, they're not. But Rosie and Jim, I think, is remembered a lot more fondly than Tots TV. I think because Rosie and Jim had the actual uh, 
present like presenter. Uh, I think it was a man and then a lady later. Oh, yeah. The guy who ran the boat. Yeah, Jim. Uh, uh, Rosie and Jim and then the wait, Pat or something. The woman, I don't know the man's name. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to stop as I was starting to sing the song. Sing the song, yeah, exactly. But I don't uh, even think that's as a really good show. It's just that uh, it's remembered. It's just a little bit less creepy than three dolls, one of them speaking a foreign language. I think that's what maybe creeped me out when I was smaller. Like, it was hard enough to to kind of grasp English and then I've got the French, but I suppose they do it now or did it a while ago with Dora as well, who speaks Spanish. Well, it's funny you say that because going on a brief tangent here, Tots TV is actually a very successful worldwide. I mean, they've stopped producing them now. Yeah. But on and off, be it through TV or video, um, episodes or specials were created for basically 10 or more years. I can't remember. Wow. That. So it doesn't matter about the ratings, it's done well and that's it, yeah? And Well, that's the point, you see, because it was sent internationally. Tilly yeah, that's her name, Tilly. That's the girl. Yes. In the different language versions, she speaks a different alternate language. Yeah, she does. I'd read that as well. So, like, French or Spanish or Italian. Or basically, whatever is taught in the schools of that country. I just found that as an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. And finishing up the kids' TV, we have one that I was particularly happy to see because I thought something might be happening when we got the Wurzel Gummidge 1980 Christmas special. Yeah. If you haven't watched that yet, by the way, I know we're out of the festive period now, but... You need to watch that at some point because it's bizarre. Okay, shall I? Want, I wanted to actually watch Where's Uncle so... Well, maybe watch it when you're at the right point in the show, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but it's strange. Again, just to slightly go off on a tan- tangent, the best way I can explain it is they, they basically, they paint... Wurzel Gummidge as a selfish idiot the entire special mm-hmm. and then at the end it's just kind of like oh but he's a good person anyway so we'll let him off <laughs> and let him and let him go to the scarecrow ball how strange yeah, yeah. I kid you not there is actually a scarecrow ball and the whole society of scarecrows <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> Including one, if I remember his name, because there's like a head scarecrow. And at some point, this caught me off guard when he's saying hello to the guests as they come in. And he just says something like, oh, hello, soggy potato sack. How lovely to see you. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> the idea of a scarecrow called soggy potato sack. I know, that's I I felt like he deserved his own spin-off Gummidge. <laughs> so yeah. 
that wraps up the kids TV which by the way we didn't get all of Wales of Gummidge not quite we got the first three series there was a fourth series as well it may get added later then um and technically, there's also a revival. I don't know if you've ever heard yes, of Yes, there is a revival. I watched some on BBC at Christmas. Ah, no, no. I don't mean the modern one. Okay. I'm guessing you didn't know about this then. There is actually, um, I, be- I believe it was a fair bit later, um, comfortably into the 80s, there was Wurzel Gummidge Down Under. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. Which was, basically, it was revived by Channel 4. Okay. So it's a possible it might appear, I suppose. I mean, yeah, it technically could do if they... I mean, they have a content deal with Channel 4. But then again, they have a set quarter of hours that they can call on for Channel 4. Yeah. Whether they'd use up the, some of those hours for Wurzel Gummidge Down Under is um, <laughs> an interesting idea. But uh, that is uh, the kids' tea. Why? What's your opinion on the kids' TV selection overall that was added today? I think there's something for everybody in this job. The, the last one I would say... Maybe people would have been a bit miffed, like, oh, there's one episode of this and one. But you can actually sink your teeth into a proper series. So I think there'll be a lot of people happy today. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think Uh, there's enough variety on there, uh, enough different programmes on there. Quick aside, well, it's related that I should probably mention. Um... We were, well, promised, for lack of a better word, um, Grange Hill. Yes. As part of that press release. Now, it wasn't added today. However, as you as you quite helpfully um, brought to my attention earlier today, they did add a little banner graphic making clear that Grange Hill is coming soon. No. I may be wondering if there was too much. Like, cause Grange Hill's a massive... What? Well, it ran, it ran for 30 years and had 600 episodes, so yeah. Yeah, so whatever they're planning to put on out of that, it would still be massive as well as everything else today because there's a lot today. I mean... Yeah, even if they just added, say, the first 10 years, you'd be looking at approaching 200 episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if they added the whole lot in one go, that would be rivaling classic Doctor Who. Oh, yes. I always always, um, forget that that's there, and I don't know why. But, yeah, it would. So... Yeah, they have. They've only ever done something that size once, and that was classic Doctor Who, and and they made a big deal of that. I just think there was too much to be added, and maybe maybe they know there's a Thursday that's a bit more open. I could even see 
the entirety of the show being added in blocks. Yeah. Because uh, we had a similar thing happen with um, not the same genre by any means, but we had a similar thing happen with Grand Designs from Channel Yeah, 4. we did. We got block one and, and then, yeah. And that was only 20 years. <laughs> 20 years I got through in two weeks, but we won't talk about that. Well, that's that's different forms of lockdown for you. Yes. Go find something to do. You do. I think lockdowns help with books a lot. As I said, like I think a lot of parents will be maybe maybe even just getting a trial today just because the kids' TV and we're they're going to publicise it. So. Even if BritBox don't directly, I'm sure plenty of websites will write something about it. Because I could at least see something like Wurzel Gummidge, mm-hmm. which was huge in its day. Um, I could see that getting a few articles written about it, because I don't think that's ever been available for streaming before. I could be wrong, but I don't think it has. Um, okay, so we're going to have to speed up a bit here, are we? Because we've still got plenty to look at. But I can talk about the next batch more quickly because there's not much history to talk about. We had a, a large batch of various documentaries. These are, and I will just mention the names, um, because... I'm sure anyone who's interested in them can search on the BritBox and read the descriptions themselves, or else I'd be here all night. And we have 20,000 Cables Under the Sea, African Beauties, Hair Art in Mali, Battle for Blood, Beasts and Witches, which is actually a four-episode series, the Black Tears of the Sea, The Lethal Legacy of Rex, Cities by the Sea, ten episode, a 10 episode series, The CRISPR Revolution, Cuisine Royale, which is actually a 14 episode series, so that's quite substantial for something that is casually added today. We have Dogs and Us, The Secret Friendship. Frozen North, Sir Hubert's Forgotten Submarine Expedition, Goering Secret. <laughs> oh dear, that's another that's, one for me on there. <laughs> that does sound very dark, doesn't it? I know. Um, I have to admit, I haven't fully read the description for that, and I'm not sure I want to know because. Gurren was bad enough without having secrets. <laughs> and we have Grizzly Encounters with Chris Morgan and Hoanib, The Secret of the Desert Animals, Ian Redmond, The Ally of Cave Elephants, Islands of the Future, which is a five episode series. Magical Omen, or Oman, which is a two-parter. Ocean's Monopoly. Paradise Preserved, a five-episode series. 
the room, which I know I said I wouldn't go through descriptions, but I'll just make it clear. That's actually about the 1938 Olympic Games. Oh. So something else that's a little bit Nazi-focused. Yeah. And we have the seismic sense. Tracing the Gobi Bear and Victoria Wood's nice cup of tea. I saw that today. Oh, I'm going to give that a watch. And just to wrap up the um, things that were added today, because these I didn't put in list form, but they, they are mentioned in the article I wrote. Well, it's a web post, but it's basically an article. Um, we have the headline of today, which again we knew about, was Sharp, which is all 14 of the original TV movies. Which I know you were very happy. Yeah, I am. And if, and if obviously we can get done with this lockdown, I'm going to get invite my mum round and she can, she can sit and watch. I loves it. I remember it being on all the time as a child. You know, knowing your mother like I do, I would have never imagined her liking Sharp. But she loves Sean Bain. Fair enough. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a mental image I needed. <laughs> but, um, fair enough. I can't say anything about that. Uh, and then we have Mind on the Orient Express, which... Is very good a, from what I saw earlier. Yeah, and in a nice little follow-up to the... Um, to the release series, of Minder. Yeah, the series box in November, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, it was. Um, Mind on the Orient Express was a feature-length TV movie that originally aired on Christmas Day in 1985. Don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Um, and he's widely regarded as a spin-off and highly regarded as well. Mm. It was very good from what I saw of it. Um, George Cole and Dennis Waterman often cited it as their favourite ever thing while creating Minder. So yeah. Oh. I don't know if that means it really is that good, but... It seemed anyway. good from what I saw. Very good. And the last thing I did today, which I know you'd already noticed because you asked me about it, Housewife 49. Another yeah, that, that, Wood that's... Vehicle. If you want a recommendation, that's mine right now. We're in a, we're in a time similar. I'm going to say similar to while we're locked down. You know, we can't really go out. There is some rationing on some, you know, groceries and things. Just give it a watch. I watched it. I've seen it before, and I watched it with fresh eyes this time round. So I'd watch it if you're into wartime and and things. And just and I'll just add the one two Baftas. I'm not surprised. The cast uh, is is a pretty good one. Victoria Wood again. Yeah, including a BAFTA for Victoria Wood. And it, it won an actual overall drama BAFTA as well. 
And if you want to see David Federal do something other than Shameless, he is in it. Uh, he played Frank in Shameless. So if you want to see something completely different, watch that. Well, can't ask for any more of a glowing recommendation <laughs> from both of us, really. So yes, that was everything added today, which, as you can probably guess by the fact that we've been talking for God knows how long, just on one fifty-six minutes. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot, um, and we had a feeling it was going to take a while. And see, that's the thing because January has really only started for Britbox and. We already had nearly a dozen Film 4 movies on the 1st of January. Mm-hmm. So they really seem to be stacking it up early this month. Who knows if it will continue like this all month. It's funny because when I, when I originally looked at the January highlights list, I thought, oh, it, Seems quite full already. We probably won't get many surprises about that. <laughs> That's already oh, gone, yeah. Yeah, so who knows anymore? Who knows what we're going to get every week? Because we definitely got more than we expected this week. Um. So, yeah. Do you want to quickly go through the January list? You want me to do it? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. I don't mind you doing it. Once. Save me from talking so much for a bit. I know, we've been doing nothing but chat. This is what we like when we talk about but Honestly, this is this is us. I mean, obviously, at this point, you can skip until the 14th of so, January. So, uh, oh, that's the 16th of December. 1st of Jan, so we want to skip 7th of Jan, yeah. 14th, so 14th is Miranda, that's sitcom, Saren Miranda Hart, all episodes apparently. Um, yeah, including the... Um... Drag SOS, I have no idea, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, and then Trevor McDonald, various, well they've added some Trevor already, so this is just more it does say um collection includes death row 2013 women behind bars and the mafia um and las vegas and mafia women here's something you can quickly answer for me i, I don't know yes um is it just me or was that death row documentary already on or was it uh, just... it's to revisit it, it went twice ah so I think oh. this is either the this will be the first. I wonder why they put it on in, in that order, but yeah, it it went back. Um. So yeah. Uh, then you got fifteenth uh, of January, and it's made in Chelsea. Uh, season twenty. So I don't know if that's all of it. Um, but that's what's pending. I'm sure we'll get extras in there because it's just one thing. Seventeenth uh, of January is Father Brown. Finally, season eight, so I can carry on. I I did watch the rest. Um, something called twenty 
first century. Uh, oh, Codfile. Um, that's Derek Jacobi. Uh, Life Isn't All Ha Ha He He. Okay, adapted from Mira Sial's acclaimed novel, apparently. Without a clue, that's a film, right? Uh, 1988, yeah. I've seen it. It's, it's Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley. Okay, yeah, it says there, Michael Caine and Ben Kingsley. Sherlock, 2010. Um, maybe I'll try again to watch Sherlock. That's coming. Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, 1984. So that came out when John was born. Oh, that's a long time since. And well, thanks for that. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was like more modern than that. Um, Princess Margaret, the Rebel Princess documentary from 2018. And on the 28th of January, I'm looking forward to this, 1978, all 91 episodes of All Creatures Great and Small. That I remember being on a lot as well. My mum likes. Um, Decline and Fall is also um, being put on. River, all six episodes of uh, the television drama. Gok Wan, Made in China, documentary. Uh, Exodus, Our Journey to Europe, seasons one and two. Scarborough, which I've seen an episode of, is a comedy. BBC. That's being added, and that's it. But we'll get extras, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, and God knows how many extras. Well, there's nothing on the 15th, apart from Made in Chelsea. By the way, just, I thought I'd mention this because I know this would interest you. Decline and Fall actually features David Suchet. Oh, oh, right. Right, Sorry. that's that's a win. Then I'll just watch it. Yeah, for those who don't recognise the name, that was the most well-known actor to portray Poirot, Hercule Poirot. In my opinion, the the best because the new one by the BBC is is fantastic, but they've only done one. So yeah, so the best Poirot in my opinion. <laughs> And even fully endorsed by the um, estate of um, Agatha Christie, I believe. Yeah, it is. Because didn't he do all the stories, pretty much? I, I believe he did literally every story, including the short stories, yeah. That's why he stopped. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't stop because he was bored of the role. He stopped because he ran out of stories. Yeah. And I just think people remember it like Sunday night, Sunday night TV back when we were younger, you know, there'd be a Poirot on sometimes and you'd sit as a family and watch it. Speaking of Poirot, of course, that is all completely available on Breadbox. Yeah, that's made my uh, DVD a bit obsolete right now. Yeah, and to be honest, I can't see it leaving Breadbox at any point either. No. It's one that they really heavily promote even now, and they've been available since launch. So, so yeah. Wow, did we get them at launch? Close to it, at least, yeah. I think within, like, um, by launch, I mean, like, the official launch. Um, I think it was, like, on 16th of November, something like that. So close to it. 16th of November 2019, to be clear. 
So I'd say I'd say for me this is this is a pretty good Thursday. Like this has been one of the better I think there's been better for me personally because they added and designs and I'm I'm a massive, massive fan. I don't know why I love watching people fail at building a house, but I'd have never guessed you were a massive fan considering <laughs> you watch twenty well, years. It came on something the other day and I went, Kevin McLeod. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm very if I like a program I'm very, very passionate about it and and nobody'll tell me it's not like really good. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to tell you it's not good. I just can't believe you watched that much of it. Because for those who don't realise, that basically means that Mel watched well over 100, if not approaching 200 episodes. Yeah. Of a show in two weeks. And they're not short episodes. We're not talking 20-minute episodes. No. We're talking like 45 approaching 50-minute episodes each. Yeah. So yeah, she she really chewed through them, and I'm not entirely sure if she slept. But then again, no, I know I did. But, <laughs> but then again, she's got a one year old. Well, a little over a one year old, so maybe sleeping isn't necessarily top of her agenda anyway. <laughs> so you, you gotta fill the time somehow. Yeah, I do. I do think Britbox is a, is is really, you know, helping with just it's got a lot of box sets i know you got through vera for example vera's all there isn't it now yep yep entirely um and i have started vera i have i mean i'm only on like season two i think um but no i do like it and there's midsummer murders and you know just, just get a subscription just get a free trial or a month I think they've got a deal on as well right now. If you get a month, you get your next three cheaper. So maybe go and do that. Just give it some time and you'll, if you like it, you like it. If not, not. But if you like a lot of things that appear on ITV3 and ITV and old classic stuff from the BBC, you'll love it. And there's films and, well, I'd, yeah, I'd get it. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll just say to cap that off as well. I think my biggest problem, if I can even call it that, with BritBox is I have so many programs on my to-do list, for lack of a better phrase, where I've started and really enjoy them and fully intend to keep watching them. But BritBox now, they add so much every week and they try their best to be so varied that you end up with such a backlog yeah. Some things just end up like under a pile, and I know I'll get to them eventually, assuming they're not removed before I can. But yeah, I mean that's not a bad problem to have. No, you you'd rather have too much. I mean, in the beginning, it was it was there. So if you tried it in the beginning and hated it, try again. Oh yeah, I wouldn't say the beginning. Um, library started out on the best foot. If you like Doctor Who, you were in. Um, luckily we did. Well, yeah, but I mean, from the very beginning, even Doctor Who wasn't there to begin with. No, that, that didn't arrive until Boxing Day of twenty nineteen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have said the the launch day library was 
the best way to experience it, but I would definitely say if you're at least tempted, give it a try now, especially if, like Mel says, that very interesting deal is on. It is, yeah. Then, yeah, I'd say give it a try if they'll let you. And I think it's still available. As of yesterday, it was. And, yeah. With the way the library is now and the way they seem to be piling in the content, even if, yes, some things come and go, which, moving forward, we'll try and get into more of a routine of talking. About, about what leaves, yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything that's left has angered me because you can find it elsewhere. I think most of the stuff that left are now on iPlayer, so I'm not too overly concerned. Usually either I play or on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think to end this first episode, it would be... The the best line for us two would be, Brickbox isn't perfect, but it does get better as time goes on. And there's a lot on there if you're a fan of old television or... More precisely, old television that's hard to find elsewhere. I'd say at least give the seven-day trial a go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that just about wraps up episode one of the Brit Box Brits. As rough around the edges as it all was. Apologies to you all. I think if you've got through this, you need a medal. Yeah, because this really is us just talking as we normally would and recording it. I'm sure we'll get a little bit more, well, I was going to say professional, but I don't think we'll ever be professional. We should at least get a little bit more organised as we go along. Yeah, no, obviously, more in advance what should be there, although today was just, like, Britbox like to do this, surprise! (laughs) Yeah, this was... A lot of content. A lot more than we were all expecting. So, yeah, unfortunately that meant it's all been a bit top-heavy and we've had to rush through the list for the rest of the month a bit quicker than we'd probably like to. I think moving forward we'll try and balance things out a bit more. But thank you for getting this far in this rambling, incoherent mess that was us two chatting for over an hour. (laughs) And um, hopefully we'll see you next month, because I'm sure we'll keep doing these, whether anyone listens or not. (laughs) Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Bye.